Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. And it is going to be quite a Tuesday because, oh no, Hillary Clinton is in the air. Don't, don't, Chris. It's fine. We'll discuss it in a minute. Hillary Clinton's in the air. Ted Cruz proved, well, why we need him there. Rand Paul destroyed Dr. Fauci today. Big Tech tried to censor something. We have the recording, and if the communists want something censored, we're going to play it. You know what? I just made a decision. What they want censored, Chris, we're going to play every single segment of the show tonight just because the communists want it censored. Not quite yet, though. We have big questions about the FBI. And finally, 
Hour and a half from now, we have John Cardillo. He was a former New York City cop. He's a conservative commentator now. He's going to give you the behind-the-scenes skinny on what's happening with the DAs and everything else. And, oh, I have a personal story I'm going to get to 25 minutes from now. Um, Yeah, you're going to want to hang on for that. But, Chris, honestly, with all due respect, we do need to begin the show with our fearless commander-in-chief. Last week, President Harris and I stood in the United States Capitol. <laughs> oh, Joe's not doing great. All right, all right, all right, all right. Enough of that, enough of that for now. And yes, yeah, so I'll get to your emails. I'll get to phone calls in a little while. It's going to be a great Jesse Kelly show tonight. But first, I want to begin at the beginning. I know that's an old saying. I'm actually not even sure what it means, but I just wanted to sound really fancy doing that. What, Chris? I want to begin at the beginning, and I want to talk about what I've had on my mind. You remember Ted Cruz from a few days ago? Went out there and said, what did he call domestic terrorists or something like that? I mean, just just went out there and said it and set the world on fire. Everybody on the right was destroying Ted Cruz. My emails were full of Ted Cruz sucks. Jesse, your friend sucks. I hate Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is the devil. And Ted Cruz, forget Ted Cruz. I'll never vote for Cruz again. Primary Ted Cruz. Let's talk about this for a moment here. I think it is important for you and it's important for me to always remember exactly where we stand, exactly where we stand as people who are sane, who want a good America, the America with the values you you want, the values I want. Let's remember where we stand in this little war we're in, us versus the communists. We're losing. We are in bad shape. No, we have not lost. We are losing. Yeah, we're a silent majority. People love to comfort themselves with that as if it's some kind of child's blanket. Don't ever say that word to me, ever. That is the biggest loser word out there people use to try to cover up what's what's reality. The reality is this. Every single cultural pillar that holds up the United States of America, education, government, media, entertainment, sports, religion, every single decent pillar that holds up this nation has been taken over by people who hate the country. They hate the country. Right now, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and we're going to get to this in a little while, is actively trying to find new ways to label you a domestic terrorist so they can show up at your door, put you in handcuffs, and haul you off for the crime of opposing Democrats. That is the end goal. We are in bad trouble. Do you have any idea how many of, quote, our senators suck? Pretty much all of them. We have like three or four that are worth a crap. Ted Cruz, when he first got elected, walked into Washington as a freshman senator and called Mitch McConnell a dirty liar on the Senate floor. Ted Cruz has been there fighting for the things you care about and things I care about for years If we are going to be the people who say, I'll get rid of him because he said one thing you hate, 
Let's just hand over the keys to the communists and march ourselves to the gulags and save them the trouble. Because if we're going to be purging people like Cruz, we have no chance. None whatsoever. Here's what happened on January 6th, and this is what I believe wholeheartedly. There's videotape out there right now of a man named Ray Epps. There is videotape out there. Chris, find the video, put it on the Twitter, put it on Instagram, at Jesse Kelly Show on Twitter and at Jesse Kelly Show on Instagram. There's video of this man, Ray Epps, the night before January 6th, so that will be January 5th, telling crowds of Trump supporters, we're going to the Capitol and we're going in the Capitol. And then there's tons of video from him that day, video after video after video. We're going in the Capitol. We're breaching the Capitol. Let's go inside, inciting people to break down the barriers to go in. Ray Epps then spent about 15 minutes on the FBI's wanted list. He was removed. He was never been arrested, never charged with anything at all. Let's just accept what reality actually is. The FBI is as responsible for January 6th as anyone else on the planet. They filled up that rally with FBI informants and FBI agents. They then used those informants, just like they did in Michigan, to encourage the very behavior that would give them the excuse to crack down on it. Do I need to remind you about Michigan? We all heard in the news, oh, these violent right-wingers want to kidnap the governor. And it turns out they were all FBI agents or informants, all of them, including the planners of it. That same thing happened on January 6th, and no one wants to bring up Ray Epps except for one guy, one guy called this Jill lady with the FBI in front of the Senate today, and he started asking the questions you want asked. That guy's name is Ted Cruz. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, on the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered, and there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals is Mr. Epps identifying, offering cash rewards leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted, and then, sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, did federal agents or those in service of federal agent 
actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Is that the senator you think we need to get rid of when the Federal Bureau of Investigation is busy making you the enemy of the state? When I'm looking at a headline right here, DOJ creates new domestic terrorism unit in response to increased threats. Who do you think the domestic terrorists are exactly they're interested in going after? This is not about Cruz, who's my friend. This is about you and this is about me because I'm as guilty as anyone. I'm not pointing fingers here. We don't have very many allies in Washington, D.C., and we are not in a position of strength right now when it comes to the war we're facing in this country. You and I do not have the luxury of being choosy. We do not have the luxury of, he said one thing, he's gone, get him out of office. If we have anyone fighting for us right now, welcome to the team, pal. I don't care if he said something dumb. I don't care if he looks dumb. That's why we let Chris here. Sorry, Chris. In all seriousness, let's make sure we keep our eyes on the ball here. There are dire, dangerous things happening in this country right now with our government aiming its sights on you and me. There are many problems facing this nation. Ted Cruz ain't one of them. Capiche? All right, we'll be back with Rand Paul destroying Dr. Fauci from today. And we'll get to some phone calls. I have a personal story coming up about 15 minutes from now. But first, we are in a dire situation in this country. We are. And it doesn't do us any good to sit around whining about it. We just have to understand this is the period of time God has given us. It is time for us to be strong. And fellas, let me talk to you for a second. Testosterone levels are not only at an all-time low. As you get older, yours go down. You don't need to be injecting yourself with a bunch of chemical crap. Just get some natural herbal supplements from Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q, an American company that has U.S. manufacturing, and they have natural herbal supplements. I take two things every day. They have a bunch of great stuff, by the way, but I take two things every day personally. I take Chalk Daily and I take Chalk's Tongcat 100. Right now, they're 50% off, 5-0 for you, my listener. When you go to choq.com and use the code JESSE, you get 50% off. choq.com, code JESSE. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to give you a little story about f- 10 minutes from now. About 10 minutes from now. But first, I we got to hit the big stuff here. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci hate each other. Let's just be clear about this. Rand Paul... One of the other few good senators we have. Should we toss him out too? Because he said something dumb once. Uh, never mind. Anyway, but Rand Paul, good man, very good senator, has been one of the very few in Washington, D.C. to climb all over Fauci before it was fashionable and say, uh, can, can you explain this? Why can't you explain this? And let's remember how cagey Fauci has been from the very beginning about things. I mean, not even political things. Just, hey, uh, I think. I think the vaccine might have started in a lab. I mean, it did come from Wuhan where there's a lab on viruses. But but and remember, he was pushing the bat soup line, all that stuff. 
Well, Rand Paul's ramped up the aggression, and Dr. Fauci has ramped up the response, and they went to war today, and it did not work out that well for Dr. Fauci. Here it is. The idea that a government official like yourself would claim unilaterally, unilaterally to represent science, that any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science <clears throat> itself, is quite dangerous. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria, then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. Just pause it real quick, Chris. Um, The chances I'm going to play this audio for you several times on the show tonight are pretty good because I'm over here, and actually, I'm a straight man, but my heart just skipped a beat. Continue, please. ...and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down, and not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Mm-mm-mm. Honestly, you ever get secondhand embarrassment on behalf of someone else? I don't know about you. I'm cringing over here. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm cheering and laughing just like you are. But remember... Remember how that kind of behavior has really taken on for, I mean, I I should say just for the last COVID two years, but honestly, this has really been a, what's that word? A pandemic for about the last five years of no one wants to argue things on the communist side. Everything just gets shouted down and smeared and name called. I mean, remember how I tell you, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Love, hate, death threats, all that's welcome. It's funny because I, I played a bunch of audio about the vaccine, about how they lied about the vaccine. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to play you a bunch more about that tonight. And I have the receipts about them lying about the vaccine. And now we have the Pfizer CEO. Remember, this is the Pfizer CEO. He came out. This is the one big tech deleted today. The Pfizer CEO came out after all those lies, and he had this to say. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses. Okay. And so all I did was play you. Look, that's the CEO of Pfizer. That's not my voice. I don't speak like that. I'm not a Bond villain. And this is the email we got. Hey, bro, no one lied about the vaccine. No one who's vaccinated is dying of COVID. Where's a stupid beep like Kelly Cannon in in Texas? Look, some of this is hard to read. Proud anti-vaxxer just joined Ashley Babbitt in hell today. But keep it up. I love watching people like Kelly die of COVID. 
I think it's awesome. Less Trump supporters. Hmm. Weird how you don't get any rebuttals of the facts. You just get, I hope you die and go to hell. That's so odd. It's weird how that same pattern seems to follow along for all these people, from Nancy Pelosi to Dr. Fauci to AOC to Joe Biden to all the people at the FBI who went all in against Donald Trump. The same thing seems to apply to everybody. There's never a rebuttal of anything solid, of anything concrete. It's always, shut up, Nazi! Burn in hell! Wait, wait a minute. What are you talking about? I just all I did was play you audio. Are you mad about the audio? Burn in hell, Nazi fascist. Okay. It's funny how they all do follow a similar pattern, isn't it? They all follow a similar pattern. Remember, the communist can only ever respond to you three different ways. He only has three modes because he's not a thinking human being. He's a robot. You need to think of him as a robot who's been programmed, so he can do one of three things. He can, A, this is the most common, lash out at you. Uh, hey, could you explain to me why you think it's a good idea to fire a bunch of nurses who worked through the pandemic just because they won't get a vaccine? Oh, shut up, fascist! That's his one response. His second response is he can change the subject. He's very good at this. Could you tell me why we would fire nurses when there's a health care shortage? Oh, you didn't have a problem when Trump did it! Or... He can just flat out lie. He masters this. If you'd like exhibit A of this, here's your president of the United States of America from, well, about 20 minutes ago. People get tired. They get hungry. When the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry and give water to the thirsty, the new Georgia law actually makes it illegal. Think of this. I mean, it's 2020 and now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal. To bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water while they wait in line to vote. Yeah, that's a that's a flat out lie. No, it doesn't. Campaigns, the individual campaigns aren't allowed to hand out foodstuffs for obvious reasons. Anyone can go hand out water. That's that's a flat out lie. Communist only has three modes. All right, I'm going to take a break from politics and I'm going to tell you a family story, a story of, of pain and loss. <laughs> it's going to be great. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm sorry, we're going to take a brief pause on this because something came up today with all this news, right? I mean, the FBI looks terrible. Rand Paul looks terrible. Hillary Clinton's back in the news. Oh, we're going to get to that. And I had somebody ask me, Jesse, why are we stuck here? Why are we stuck with such a corrupt, rotted system, and it's so it's such garbage. And what are we going to do? And it was just very, it was very, someone sounded exhausted and exasperated and, and just a little down. Let me tell you a story. It's a personal story. It's not going to sound like it's going to relate, but it's going to relate. And by the way, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. This is a little story. This is three or four years ago, I think. It was definitely pre-COVID. I want to say four years ago, the wife and I got a wild hair that we wanted to do Christmas away. For our whole marriage, we'd done Christmas one year with her family, next year with my family. One year with her family, next year with my family. And finally, we decided kids are old enough. 
Let's stop traveling there for Christmas. Let's go away. Just us. Just us four. We we decide on Cancun. We had some miles saved up, and we could fly there almost for free. We had to pay a little bit of money, but I mean, yeah, I mean, who's tough to beat free travel, right? We just had miles saved up from all my time traveling around. And Cancun, you can stay at a pretty nice, all-inclusive resort for for not a ton of money. So it was it was looking like going to be a good little vacation. We fly down to Cancun. This is Christmas time. Check into the resort, whatever, hang out, and almost. A day into it, maybe. I think we were 24 hours into it, maybe. Wham! Montezuma's Revenge hits me. Sick as a dog. Sick as a dog, but only sick for about a day. Okay, so I'm down. They're down by the pool living it up in Cancun, and I'm in the room praying to the porcelain god for 24 hours. Miserable. And then I come out of it because, of course, no sickness is going to keep me down, Chris. (laughs) Quit. All right, and then I come out of it. We think we're good to go. Well, there's a magic show at the resort that night. Ha, huh, that's exciting. Kids love magic. I'll be honest with you. I love magic. Fellas, quick little heads up for you. Uh, if you're young and single and you're out there looking for a dime, learn a magic trick or two. You'd be shocked how well that works. All right, stop, stop. But anyway, back to the magic show. So we all four as a family go down to the magic show. I've been down. I finally get a vacation. All right, the whole family's healthy. We're in the lobby of the magic show at this Mexican resort. And my oldest son, James, I see him look at me, kind of hold his stomach, and I say, what's wrong, buddy? And he just turns and runs away from me. Well, my son my son answers me when I talk to him. You know, it, it, That's not James. It's, it, they're both very sweet boys. And he's just running across the lobby at a dead sprint. It's very odd. It's all Just a bunch of people m- milling in there. He was running to the trash can in the lobby where he then proceeded to get sick as a dog. So the wife and I are looking at each other. This is a nightmare. What do we do? So I've got to go back up to the room with him. She goes in with the magic show. The, the, okay, now we're two or three days into the vacation. It's been a total disaster, right? Everyone's sick. It's terrible. All right, no big deal. No big deal. All right. Finally, it lasts about 24 hours for James, too, and we have a zip lining thing scheduled for Cancun. Now, I do need to clarify a couple things. I know you're looking at me this way, Chris. In hindsight, maybe it wasn't the safest thing in the world. There's American zip lining, and then apparently there's Mexican zip lining. There's this sweet, like, jungle out there. In the first tower, you have to climb up. It's by stairs. You climb up the first tower. It's 500 feet tall. And then you proceed. It's not like one zip line. You just zip line down to the one that's 450 feet tall and then hop on another one down that's 400 feet. You just zip line all over the jungle. Don't get me wrong. It's sweet. But we're in a van on the way out there to do this zip lining thing. I know we're a little bit of an adventurous family. And all of a sudden, Luke says, you got to stop the van. Only it's a shuttle because there's a bunch of people going from the resort. Boom. Get sick in the van. Okay, it's a nightmare. Now, Luke is a total gamer. I was so proud of him. He just John waned it up that day. He said, no, sick or not sick, I'm going to the zip line. And he just vomited his way through the jungle. Just, he just did it. It was wonderful. Get back to the resort. Okay, so this is a disaster, right? Now, we're three-fourths of the family's been down. We only had enough money to stay there for, I think, four or five days. We were coming up on our last day, and we haven't done anything really as a family because we just wiped out. Finally, we decide, the wife and I decide, okay, we got to do something as a couple. Uh, We have to do something as a couple. This thing's been a disaster. 
Let's drop the kids off. They had this amazing kids area at the resort that's totally enclosed, security, arcade games, like toy guns. It's just like this kids have an area. They give them pizza. Let's go drop the kids off, and we're going to go do a couple's massage. It sounds good. We take them down to this kids area. This is our last day. We're flying home the next day. Keep that in mind. We drop the kids off at this area. All right, it's time to go. Let's go. We walk out. I walk out first. The wife walks out after me. The ledge leaving the kids' area onto the outside pool area is only about three, four inches. The wife was putting something back in her purse and didn't see the ledge, and wham, ankle rolls and ankle rolls bad. She lays down, and remember, the wife was a gymnast forever. She was on the Canadian national team. She went to University of Arizona on a scholarship. She made nationals. If you've ever known a gymnast, you'll know a couple things. One, they're really hot. Two, they're tough as nails because they've had their whole their limbs are just broken their whole lives. She's had a broken sternum, broken legs. I've this. That's you flip around and you land on your head. My wife goes down and there's no crying, there's no whining. She's hard as a coffin nail, but she tells me it's hurt really bad. And if my wife says it's hurt really bad, then it's hurt really bad. And she didn't say I'm hurting. She said this is hurt really bad. You probably need to go get someone. I go get someone. In the middle of the resort, they have to put an air cast on her leg and then haul her off to the resort doctor where he says, this is hurt really bad. You need to go to a Mexican hospital. And we say, uh, I'm good. I, I think I'll wait on that. We're going to an American hospital when we get home tomorrow. Okay, so this has been the vacation thus far. Finally, he gives her uh, just uh, some pain medication. And she gets back up to the room and she's stuck in bed now. This is, again, the final day. And she can't take it anymore. She said, this, is, this whole vacation's been a disaster. Let's do something tonight as a family. One thing. Let's have something go right. Well, they had a bowling alley in the bottom floor of the resort. Boys had never bowled before. I might as well teach them how to bowl. Not that I'm very good at bowling, but I can bowl. We'll go and teach them how to bowl. We go down. She can't move. She's still in an air cast. And on crutches, that's important, on crutches, okay, on crutches, and she's 5'2". The crutches are way too big for her, but she's on crutches. She sits down, orders herself a margarita. I teach the boys how to bowl, and it's really just us down there. We have an hour or so, and then it's time to go up and go to the room. We got a flight out the next morning. Boys put their balls back. We put the bowling shoes back. All right, let's go up to the room. She gets up, crutches that are too tall, takes one step. And there was a little flipped up part of the carpet in the bowling area that the resort hadn't fixed. The other ankle that she hadn't blown out, boom, goes down like a stone, blows out her other ankle. I'm not making up this story. It's 100% true story. The next day, to even get to the airport, they had to send a wheelchair to our room. She has no working legs, remember. We had to get wheelchairs through security at the airport, which was really nice, by the way. I'm going to pull that off as a scam in the future. It worked really, really nice. There was no waiting. There was no nothing. Wouldn't go to a Mexican hospital. We had to get back home. We landed there in the, back in the Houston area, and there was no stopping anywhere, obviously. Luggage and everything. I had to drive her right to the emergency room where her ankles were both turned out. They were both blown out just like she thought they were. Torn tendons, the works. 
Now, what does any of this have to do with the times we live in and what dire straits we have and the communists control everything? I will explain to you what I mean in just a moment. But first, you know my pillow has a sale right now, right? An amazing sale. Those Giza dream sheets you've heard me brag about a thousand times on the radio. The world's best cotton is Giza. Everyone knows that. Well, Mike Lindell, of course, looked at that and thought, I bet you I could make some sweet sheets from that. And he did. They're called Giza dream sheets. They're the ones you hear everyone brag about. But right now, for a limited time, and he just stressed that, for my listeners, they're buy one, get one free. Well, you need two pair, two sets anyway, because when one's in the wash, you need to put a fresh set on your bed. And now you can only pay for, you only have to pay for one. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, and you get Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free. You might be on the road. I understand we have a lot of truckers that listen. Just call 800-845-0544. Use the code JESSE. They make it super easy on the phone. Of course, it's MyPillow. They're wonderful. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I love when we play Voodoo Child. A little Hendrix just gets me in the mood, Chris. All right, what was I talking about there? What was I talking? Why, why, why tell that story again? The lady says something to me about she's down, she's out. Why does this? Why do we have to live in this era? Why this struggle? And then I just told you that story about our disastrous vacation. Let me ask you something. If I had gone down to Cancun with the fam a few years ago, nobody got sick. P- pina coladas by the pool. Zip lining, magic shows, family time, body surfing in the waves. Woohoo! Would I have had any kind of a decent story to tell you on the radio? Would you have been interested in hearing about that? Let me tell you about the time I read a book by the pool for two hours. It was electric. No, of course not. We, and I do this too, I'm, I'm guilty as anyone else. We tell ourselves this lie. That we want life to be comfortable and nice. And that's a lie. We should want and we're going to get a life of adventure with stories to tell. When I'm on my deathbed, whether that be tonight or 40 years from now, I want to have stories to tell. We have been given this time in history. It's not your fault the country's in the crapper. The previous generations didn't preserve America. Now you're stuck with it. Now I'm stuck with it. So don't bother sitting around slapping yourself, blaming yourself, or feeling pity for yourself. That doesn't help anyone at all. Learn to embrace the struggle. We have been given this time in history by God to fight against communists in America. Be happy about that. You're going to die with some stories. When you're old, grandma, grandpa, and your young one's bouncing on your knee, what what'd you do? What'd you do in your life? Oh, shoot, I ran for school board. I bounced some communist off the school board. He was so mad they were protesting in front of my house. Those are the kind of stories you want to be able to tell. Oh, everything was fine, son. I don't have any stories to tell. Anyway, do you, do you want to play Risk? Actually, Risk is sweet. I, I, I did not mean that to insult Risk, but we want to have stories to tell. We're going to. We are in 
a critically important struggle for the future of this country and what it will look like for our kids, their kids, their kids, and their kids after them. The stakes could not possibly be higher. You can sit around and lick your wounds and feel sorry for yourself, or you can just wade into it. Now, that also gave me an idea. The story about everyone getting hurt on the, on the trip gave me an idea. I want your phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373, and this is what I want. What's, and be honest, you don't, look, you can use a fake name tonight. What's the most embarrassing way you've ever hurt yourself? The most embarrassing way you've ever hurt yourself. 877-377-4373. Let's have it. Believe me, I got some too. Well, forget about it. You heard all mine. You heard about me sinking a boat in the middle of a river. I've been there. I've I've exposed myself to you. I've opened up to you. So now you're going to open up to me. And I actually wish I'd put that differently now that I think about it. 877-377-4373. And you can catch my TV show before I forget tonight on the first TV every single night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I have my friend Lee Smith on tonight. He wrote that book called The Permanent Coup. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to be really good. While we wait, we'll get back to your calls in a minute. Chris, would you do be so kind as to play the continuation of Rand Paul drawing and quartering Dr. Fauci today? The email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired magazine. No, no, no. I think in usual fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you ever object to Dr. Collins' characterization of them as friends? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not friends, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath me to do that? You responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article in Wired, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not what went on. There you go again. You just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And this this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take You're down people... You're absolutely incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny, you deny, right. but the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature... Five of them signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated right. in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature? Were they... We're describing, oh, this, there's no way this could have come from, was from the lab. me. Mm-mm-mm. Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci going at it is music to my ears. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, Chris, I almost forgot. I said I was going to play it every segment, and I forgot. You see, what happened was I put up the video today of the Pfizer CEO on video talking about the vaccine. I put it up on social media and almost immediately, big tech took it down for, quote, copyright problems. Remember this. Say everything the communist doesn't want you to say. If this is a video they fear, this is a video that's going to be featured prominently and continuously on this show.
Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good, um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now we are working on a on a <laughs> that that is going to be such a difficult thing for them to walk back. But look, how are they supposed to say anything else at this point in time? You've told lie after lie after lie after lie. And I'm going to get to your phone calls in this laundry list of lies next hour here. And let me tell you, I have audio after audio after audio of these people saying things that turned out to be blatantly false. We're going to get to that in your calls. What's the dumbest way you've hurt yourself? 877-377-4373. Jesse Kelly show. Oh my goodness. I could not possibly be more excited about this. The phone lines are lit up with dumb ways. You've hurt yourself. We have a lot more. Well, we have a lot to get to tonight. I do want to uh, address something staff wise here really briefly. Uh, Just during the break, I was in the middle of something, you know, have to do a show here. I was in the middle of something. Chris says, I'm going to get a cup of coffee. I said, Oh, good. Would you grab me one? He seriously brings me back. There was a half an inch of coffee at the bottom of it, to which I'm already aggravated. I'm thinking, okay, but, um, all right, thanks. But I look over. He has his cup filled to the brim. It's overflowing. He gave himself a full cup of, co- cup of coffee, and I got a shot of coffee. Unbelievable around here. Michael, do me a favor. Play our commander-in-chief. Last week, President Harris and I Stood in the United States Capitol. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. All right. 877-377-4373. What's the dumbest way you ever hurt yourself? Joe in Colorado. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, when I was younger, I was uh, running around the grass barefoot, and I saw one of them big fuzzy dandelions. Mm-hmm. So I lined up like an NFL kicker, went swung the leg, completely missed the dandelion, and broke one of my toes. Oh, 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 no. (laughs) There's something about toes. Toes, their feet, your feet have all these nerve endings at the bottom of them. That's why so many different, look, I have a sick mind, okay? You know I enjoy history and, and reading that kind of stuff. That's why so many different tortures throughout history have involved the feet. Because the feet have uh, just a lot of nerve endings on the bottom of them. Please don't ever torture anyone. But should you ever desire to torture somebody, a lot of these horrible regimes that in this day and age, because there's so much picture and video out there, you don't want to be known as the regime that tortures people. They'll haul people in and simply strip off their feet, strip off their shoes and socks. And if you just take like a stick and just whap the bottoms of someone's feet, it's debilitating because that's where all the nerve endings are. I am so ashamed to say I do the best I can to never cuss in front of my kids. I do. I try not to cuss, but it, 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 sometimes I stub my toe. And sometimes when I stub my toe, words come out that I wish didn't come out. And I don't want my kids to ever hear me talk like that. But the, 
That's the way it goes. All right, Morgan in Colorado, what's the dumbest way you ever hurt yourself? Uh, I did a slightly intoxicated front flip at a fair at a local town here and um, landed on my feet, but also connected the my eyebrow to my knee. So I landed with some force and uh, had to wake up the next morning and make up a little fib to my parents that I fell off of the mechanical bull <laughs> and, uh, and, hit, and hit my eyebrow on something. And they, now, they hold on. Hold on, Morgan. Hold on. Slightly intoxicated. How much did you have to drink, Morgan? Um, you know, I, I really can't remember that much. <laughs> I, I myself after I hit my knee to my forehead. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> Bob in Washington, go. So I grew up in a hunting family, and so hunting and processing meat and everything was pretty normal throughout my, you know, first 30 years. And we went in a, a caribou hunt in Alaska, which is a drop camp where the plane drops you says, see you later, see you in a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hunted for a couple of days, and uh, a guy shot a caribou right near the end of the uh, of the day, and the sun was going down, and the grizzlies were coming out. So we're trying to get this thing processed, because you, you basically bring the meat back home to camp. And in the hurry of doing all this, as I'm loading the meat in the packs, I have a knife in my left hand, which I'm left-handed, and I have a piece of meat in my right hand, and I throw the meat over to put into a into a pack and the knife goes into my wrist and it's stuck there and i'm can't say anything because now i've got four myself and three other hunters in the tundra with no communication with myself with a knife in my wrist and i'm not sure if i want to pull it out or you know what do you do so i didn't tell anybody so i I pulled it out and thank God it wasn't. It was about a quarter inch from a bad spot, and I made myself a tourniquet without anybody knowing. And I tied it all together, and we're heading back to camp. And this is the embarrassing part: is like, oh, by the way, if I'm getting a little lightheaded here, <laughs> if I fall over, it's because I stabbed myself in the wrist a while back, and uh, and I didn't want to tell anybody because of the grizzlies and and whatnot. I need we needed to get back to camp primarily, and uh. talk about embarrassing. Did they have to, I'm sure you had some way to communicate back, did they have to come get you and haul you out? No, there was no communications. This was before satellite phones. Ooh. This was before any, I, we had to wait for the airplane. Oh, that's awesome. That's a sweet story, Bob in Washington. That's sweet, man. I've done, gosh, I, I don't think I've done anything that extreme. We went, we went up to a fishing camp in Canada that was similar to that one time with my old man, and it's just amazing how different we grew up. We, uh, my old man took me up there. Um, you go up, and you basically go up to the, the northern part of the Yukon, and then you get on one of those otter planes that takes off and lands on the water, and you fly up into the hinterlands, Jack, and there's no one around. And you land, and they had a, an Indian guide there. He's actually dead now, died of cancer, God rest his soul. But you land there. There's nobody there but the Indian guide in a cabin. And there's all these lakes, and just no one's been there. No, no one's there. And I remember when we landed there, they told us by the time you're done, at like three or four days, that you would be tired of catching pike. You'd be northern pike is what we were catching up there. And 
look, I lived to fish, or lived to fish at the time. I still like it. I just don't live for it anymore. And I thought, man, they're full of crap. I'll never be tired of catching fish. At some point in time, you're tired. Your arms are just burnt out. But there's no one around. There's no one. And there's black bear up there, and you go out and just get on these canoes with no motor on them, and you're out in the middle of a lake, and there's nobody coming to save you. You stab yourself in the wrist. But you know what? Think about what the people who settled this country went through. Think about how normal what he just said, like what he just said probably was pretty impressive to you. It certainly was pretty impressive to me. That was life for the people who settled the Western United States of America. Think about that kind of spirit. Think about what that takes. Family, hop in the wagon. We're taking a wagon train out west and then, oh, look, I think we'll cross that mountain. And then once we get to the other side, we'll build a cabin up here. Best of luck. Hope you don't stab yourself in the wrist. Gosh, that is it is amazing to think about that. Uh, Michael, if you wouldn't if you wouldn't mind, in case you're wondering how Fauci took a lot of I'm going to get back to your phone calls here in a couple minutes. But if you're wondering how Fauci took getting blasted today, finally getting called out on his crap by the U.S. Senate, he had a hot mic and didn't know he had a hot mic. And this was Dr. Fauci, uh, what he thought was under his breath. Senator you are Marshall, totally incorrect. Well, we look Marshall, forward to reviewing it. Senator Marshall, Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. Senator Moran. What a moron. Jesus Christ. In case you couldn't hear it, that was Fauci saying, what a moron. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's wonderful. Oh, oh, and look, we can't forget. We can't forget. Big tech doesn't want this video played. They're censoring this video online. The beauty of having a show is I get to play whatever I want whenever I want, and they can't come censor me. So if this is something Twitter and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all these places, if this is something they don't want you to hear, this is something I'm going to try to remember to play every single segment tonight on this show, because whatever the communist wants you silent about, that's what you speak about. This is the CEO of Pfizer. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good. Um, and less protection against the infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1, let me put it that way. I love, I love that last part where he tries to recover with it. Well, I mean, look, we, we said, I mean, we told you it would work and it would stop the spread and you wouldn't get sick and whatnot. Um, ooh, I guess this is awkward, but none of, that, none of that turned out to be true. But good news, guys, good news. We're working on another version, and this one, this one, guys, it's totally going to work. Trust me. Look, trust me on this. I mean, okay, sorry about the last four shots, but number five is going to be a banger. Hang on for that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get to this Hillary Clinton thing, and I'm getting back to your phone calls because I can't stop laughing. The dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself, 877 and bonus points if you're calling me on your Pure Talk phone because you decided to stop dumping money into crappy cell phone companies that run these disgusting perverted ads on TV, dumping on what you believe and what I believe. 877-377-4373. 
I, honestly, I love Pure Talk for a lot of reasons. I love that their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. I love the money savings. I mean, I'm cheap too. Average average family saves over $800 a year. That's significant. That's extremely significant. More than anything, I love that I don't send my cell phone money every single month to a company who takes my money and then just tries to trash everything I believe with it. That bothers me. Money where your morals are. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% on your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. They make it super easy. It's cake. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, I'm going to get to your calls here in just one second, but there's something in the air. We've had emails about this before. I've seen little, little snippets about this before. Headline from the Wall Street Journal, Hillary Clinton's 2024 election comeback. Don't you kind of feel it? Joe Biden. I mean, look, let's remember that this is is the current president. Last week, President Harris and I stood in the United States Capitol. Oh, gosh. And the backup to him is Dome. I mean, no one likes Dome. Well, you you know what I mean? Where does that leave them? Where does that leave them? They're going to turn their lonely eyes to Hillary Clinton. What? Gosh, what if that actually happens again? Oh, gosh. All right, enough of that ugliness. The dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself. David in Colorado, go. All right. Uh, I worked at a rental store as a kid about, you know, and uh, we were changing tires and maintaining machinery equipment wheels so i get one of the wheel bearings we'd cleaned it and i see one of the guys spin it dry with a air compressor and i think that's pretty cool so i got the wheel bearing i'd cleaned and i didn't put any grease on it and oh. i get it cruising right along with the air gun i'm thinking look i can hold it and it just spins and goes how neat then it explodes in my hand and des- and destroys the nerves and tendons in my fourth and fifth fingers luckily they just had the uh, surgery capability to repair that sort of stuff. It was in the 80s, 1980s. Oh, gosh, that makes me cringe. Man. The stuff I've done to my hands, I've skinned my fingers more times, splitting wood and doing all that stuff. Gosh, it's terrible. James in Houston, go. Yo, Jesse. Uh, back when I was 14, I was like, uh, I weighed like a buck oh five so- soaking wet. <laughs> I was at a lake house, and the lake house, at the bottom of this lake house, there was a lake, of course, but it was at the bottom of a hill. So everybody's on the other side with a diving board and everything's at me. I'm just kind of like cruising around on this big adult-sized three-wheeler, and I I start going down the hill, and I go, hey, watch me, because my, my, my game plan was to cut back up. Well, my toothpick arms could not cut back up, so I just go heading down straight for the lake. And instinctively, I just kicked my legs back thinking those are the brakes. I don't, I don't know why. I just went blank. And I just ground the back of my legs up, and oh. I pushed, I went straight into the lake. Oh. <laughs> and oh, no. everybody's laughing their ass off. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. 
<laughs> Ray in San Diego, the dumbest way you hurt yourself. Go. Jesse Kelly, um, I was manscaping one time. Yes, sir. Uh, and and my smartest decision I ever made, I used a pair of surgical scissors. <sighs> and I ended up no. cutting the end off with a pair of surgical scissors. Oh. And, um. Well, Ray, I, <laughs> as you know, it's a family show, but did everything end up getting patched up okay? Oh, yeah, it was just a tip. Oh, thanks, Ray. <laughs> thanks, Ray. Appreciate that. <laughs> Bill, in California, go. All right, I've been a carpenter for about 40 years, but about 20 years ago, my friend and I are we're shooting base molding, and uh, there's a subfloor, no carpet, so we're on our knees, and we keep our nail guns, the, no, the safety's off, and yeah, every once in a while, your heel will hit the trigger, and you hear a little brad, they're about an inch and a quarter long, you hear it go skidding across the subfloor, no big deal, and uh, I heard uh, the gun go, I didn't hear the, where the nail went. And when I stood up, I had kind of an itch in my gluteus maximus, right side. And I reached to feel what the itch was, and I'll be damned. It hurt like hell. I, I, I go, John, I just shot myself in the butt with the nail gun, and he's laughing so hard. He's taking <laughs> me to the <laughs> doctor's. It was right down the street, and he could hardly drive. He was laughing so hard. And I get in the the waiting room was full of people, and I'm going up and I'm trying to say very quietly and discreetly to the lady, "Okay, I got a foreign object in my upper thigh." And she's like, "What? What? What?" I finally, and now everybody has put their magazines down. They're listening to me. I'm like, "Okay, uh, I shot myself in the butt with a nail gun," and you know, and it was, you know, I was fortunate. <laughs> but that was, I, I mean, everybody just. Some people just laughed out loud, and other people were looked at. You know, it was uh, it was hard to. to uh, but if you know, I was back to work an hour later. They just drew a circle around with a ballpoint pen and, and went in there. And it was real lucky. A couple inches either way, I would have been a different story. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're all right, Bill. You know, butts are resilient. There, there's a lot of padding on those that on those bad boys. What, Chris? They are butts are resilient. I'm sorry, they're very resilient. Don't forget, we got John Cardillo. I'm going to get back to your phone calls, 877-377-4373, the dumbest ways you've ever hurt yourself. I'm going to get back to them as soon as I'm done talking to John Cardillo. I'm going to talk to him next, and here's here's who he is. Here's his story. He's a conservative commentator now. You probably already know who he is, but he was once on the NYPD, New York City Police Department. And you remember all that stuff that's been coming out about the DAs, about how they're not going to prosecute this and they're not going to prosecute that. And Alvin Bragg is this new DA in New York, and he's, made, he's making all these waves because he's making these announcements saying, hey, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. We're not charging anyone with this, to which makes people like you angry. That makes people like me angry. We're mad about it, right? John Cardillo was texting me earlier today. We were texting back and forth. You're going to find it extremely fascinating, the reasoning why. The reasoning why. The way he unpacks what you're, what you're seeing, why they're doing what they're doing, and what it actually does to law enforcement, it is going to be something that, that it's, it's going to be worth your while. All right? Also, a couple things. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com is the email address. 
You email the show anything you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. I'm not going to respond. I'm a very rude person, and I get way too many of them. And, of course, you can call 877-377-4373 with the dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself. Why not, right? I mean, there's enough heavy stuff out there. If we have to deal with the prospects of Hillary Clinton again, we might as well laugh while we're doing it. All right, we got John Cardillo next. Kelly show and that dreadful music can only mean one thing. My friend John Cardillo joining me now chose not to pick a song. I doubt he will make that mistake again. He's former NYPD conservative commentator. You know, John, John, you are better wired into what's going on with the insanity in New York city than anyone. I know what's going on. I'm still processing Barbie Girl, Jesse. I should never. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> Listen, it is it is really bad. It is really bad. So I'm getting messages, as are my former colleagues at NYPD daily, multiple times a day from NYPD and uh, assistant district attorneys, specifically in the borough of Manhattan. So what's going on is you've got this, you've got this woke culture throughout the NYPD. They're hiring much smaller. Uh, classes. So the NYPD lives and dies by filling the ranks after attrition. And typically, going back through history, their academy classes are 2,000, 2,200. My class was right around 2,200. They're about 600 now. So you're going to see staffing reduce, which, which is just devastating because a uniform presence is the best crime reduction. When you've got more uniform cops on the street just, just being there, you have fewer violent crime incidents, you have fewer use of force incidents by police because the bad guys tend not to do stupid things, right? But let's talk about this Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, and this just deadly, and I'm going to call it deadly, Jesse, decision to plea armed robberies. So people should understand that robbery is is the forcible taking of property from, from another. So like a robbery third degree would be a strong-arm robbery like Mike Brown in Ferguson, right? I'm going to beat you up and take your property, a mugging. All the way up to robbery, first degree, deadly weapon, dangerous instrument, uh, robbery two, there might be an assault uh, with the hands or, or feet. But these are, these are violent crimes. I'm getting a bit into the weeds because these are bad people. They're going to come up to you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to beat you. They're going to stab you, shoot you, kill you to take what you worked for that they want. So this lunatic, radical leftist, Alvin Bragg, the new Manhattan district attorney, is saying, if they do it, and by chance, you, the victim, escape without injury, his office is not only not going to seek incarceration, but they're going to plea it down to a petty larceny. Now, not to be long-winded, but let me explain why that's deadly. No, please, go ahead. From the day you go into the NYPD Academy, and really any police academy, One of the things police officers are trained and know, uh, trained on and know, is that robbery is essentially the wellspring of all other crime. Statistically, if you do an analysis of robbery arrests, you're going to find nationwide, and and I would argue worldwide, that when you arrest someone for a robbery and it's a felony, so you bring in the man, you're running their rap sheets, you're running their warrants, 
you're going to close more violent past crimes than with pretty much any other arrest. Very common when you arrest somebody for a violent robbery that you're going to find past rape warrants or murder warrants or attempted murder, assault, other robberies, burglaries, uh, grand larceny auto, a host, a host of serious crimes. But by playing this down to a petty larceny, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, these violent robbers are no longer going to have felony warrants if they don't show up in court for what's going to amount to a ticket. So a petty larceny <laughs> in New York State is a small dollar amount. It used to be a thousand bucks when I worked there. I think they've even risen it. They've raised that bar to unclog the court system. It's a shoplifting. They're essentially saying this lunatic Manhattan DA Jesse is essentially saying that if you stick a gun in somebody's face and take a $20,000 Rolex off their wrist, rip off their wife's purse, terrorize their children because dad has a gun in his face, and you steal the kid's, you know, uh, iPhone, they're going to charge that. The petty larceny means that on the public record, that's going to be akin to stealing a bottle of shampoo from a Walgreens, putting it under your jacket and walking out. Now, here's my last point, and this is what Alvin Bragg, the DA, knows. And why this is even more deadly. It's really the only word I can think of. The NYPD lives and dies by something called CONSTAT. The precinct commanders in the NYPD get called down to New York City Police Headquarters, one police plaza, every week. And they basically get grilled on why certain crimes are up, why they're spending more money on overtime. Basically, it's no one's ever right. Nobody ever comes out of CONSTAT with a pat on the back. It's you've got to do better here. That's by design. It was a Rudy Giuliani, Bill Bratton implemented program, and it works very well. It's now the norm around the country. So what are these precinct commanders going to do now? They're going to tell their cops, don't make arrests. Don't even bother making an arrest for the robbery, because there's no way these commanding officers, these COs, can walk in a Comstat with overtime rates trending upward and conviction rates trending downward. That's how you lose your command. That's how you become the CEO of the police detail at the Staten Island dump. Alvin Bragg, a radical, Soros-funded leftist, a criminal coddler, he knows this. The ripple effect is going to be deadly. You would have to be insane as a tourist or even as a resident from the outer boroughs to bring your family into Manhattan to go see Rockefeller Center or to go shopping at Saks. You have to. It is literally fair game on you from the bad guys, the thugs, and the savages. John, how does it? How does this translate into NYPD cops leaving? That's been one of my main concerns. I know yeah. you have a bunch of contacts there. I don't want an NYPD full of a bunch of turds. I want it full of a bunch of talented, smart, yeah. tough people. Well, the talented people are going to walk a beat in Florida right now instead of putting up with this crap. That's my worry. Yeah, look, I had dinner with Governor DeSantis last week, and and you know, you the contrast is is just staggering. Here's a pro-law enforcement, pro-law and order, pro-safety of the citizens of Florida and tourists, governor, doing all he can to incentivize good cops to leave these blue cities and come to Florida. So it's twofold, right, Jesse? You've got attrition at the NYPD, people walking off the job because of the condition, the oppressive, uh, uh, you know, leftist top-down management within because of these idiotic DAs because of the fact that if they get out of the car and do their job right, but the New York Times doesn't like how they did their job, they can be suspended, fired, indicted, lose everything. Combined with 
new leftist management in the city and the NY, not even new, it's been there for a while now, that is looking to hire a caliber of police officer as woke as themselves. And so, uh, look, I'm going to say it. What's coming on to the NYPD is going to make the city more dangerous. Standards are being relaxed for hiring. Background investigations aren't as thorough as they used to be. Uh, the training is, is being relaxed. Things are being overlooked. Oh. You were a Marine, Jesse. I don't need to tell you. You know what happens when they start going in that direction. Oh, good grief. John Cardillo, thank you so much for what you do, man. Thank you for keeping us informed. Please keep us updated. Come back soon. Anytime, my friend. Have a great one. Look, I mean, there's just not another way to put it. I don't know how much experience you have with cops, but it's the same thing does apply to military level. Yeah, there are turd cops. I know you've maybe have dealt with one, but there are so many sharp, talented people who choose to become cops and they're simply, I've, I've mentioned the soft purge of the military before. You're seeing a soft purge of police officers, especially in New York City right now. It's, it's really getting scary out there. All right, listen. Let's talk about all the great groups out there trying to teach kids how to think, trying to make sure kids understand things like STEM, important things like geology and chemistry and aerodynamics stuff. I'll be honest, I didn't have access to when I was a kid. Annie's Genius Box, if you've got kids age 7 to 12, you need to go get one. Your kid is going to enjoy it. One, it's like Christmas morning every month. They get three hands-on activities and a top-secret mission envelope every month, but they're doing things like building hovercrafts, examining fossils, building robots, and a lot more. Real science and research, teaching your kids not to stare at a screen, Teaching your kids to think. We must teach them to think. They don't just they don't just come with that. We've got to teach them to do it. I'm trying to be more purposeful with mine. Suggest you do the same. And if you go to Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio, you get 75% off your first box. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I told you you'd want to hang on for John Cardillo, didn't I? It is crazy what they are doing out there right now. We are going to uh, we're going to get back to your phone calls here in just a second. The dumbest ways you've ever hurt yourself. 877-377-4373. I cannot believe this headline. DOJ, well, I can. DOJ creates a new domestic terrorism unit. In response to increased threats, there's no, by the the way, there's no specific federal domestic terrorism statute. So they're just coming up with this on the fly. Man, that's funny because I distinctly remember Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down American cities for an entire summer, looting, robbing, murdering people. And I don't remember the DOJ doing, well, anything, not a thing. It is scary times right there. I'll tell you, it is scary, scary times right there. Don in Alabama, go, boss. Don, you missed it. Pauline in Jersey, go. Hi. So the dumbest thing I ever did was around the fifth grade, I learned about mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. (laughs) And I thought, okay, 
got home, practiced with my sister. It's like, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's be prepared. And um, full disclosure, I'm dyslexic, and that affects how you think and what you see. And instead of blowing in, I sucked out, and something from her mouth sucked into my mouth, and I nearly choked. That's gross. Gosh, that's awesome. Allie in New Jersey. Go ahead, Allie. Hi, I'm Johnny, the truck driver's daughter. I would like to start off by saying I really like the Twitty Tuttle Twins books. Me and my dad read them every weekend. Good, I love that. The dumbest, the dumbest way I've ever broken a bone is from turning too fast on my bike. I slipped and fell on my side of breaking my funny bones. I honestly don't know why they call it the funny bones. Mm. I guess it's because people laugh at you when you hurt it. Mm. I've done that before, Allie. I hope you healed up okay. I've done that before. But uh, you know what? Let's get back to this because Rand Paul was killing Fauci today. And I've been playing for you all show the Pfizer CEO and what he said. Would you do me a favor, Michael? Would you play me number 18? Because, we're, look, I'm not going to let this go. I've played this for, for you before. We'll get back to your phone calls, 877-377-4373, the dumbest ways you've hurt yourself. This is what they told us. And, and listen. I understand there are a bunch of people listening to this show right now, probably half, probably more than half, who went out and got vaccinated. And that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Again, personal choice. It doesn't bother me. But what does bother me is how they pushed you into it, how they coerced you into it, how they lied endlessly about what it would do and what it wouldn't do. And now they pretend like they didn't say this for a long time. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. These vaccines are highly, highly effective. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. They're really, really good against variants. Our key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no uh, infection going on whatsoever. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in an ICU unit and you're not going to die. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new new way of doing the vaccine. The level of virus in the nasopharynx of a person who's vaccinated and infected is the same level as the level of virus in the nasopharynx of an unvaccinated person. Reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. And if you look at Israel, Mm -hmm. they are seeing a waning of immunity, not only against infection, but against hospitalizations and to some extent death. A booster might actually be an essential part of the primary regimen that people should have. The plan is for every every adult to get a booster shot. Okay, now that's that's bad enough. But there was another thing they said. Remember what I've been telling you all week about the things doctors and nurses have been telling me privately and about what that doctor told me in Florida about how the the shot goes right to the guy's heart and goes right to the girl's nether regions. 
And you remember what they told us because women came out right away. Remember, we had a couple, uh, I believe there was an ESPN reporter, quit her job because she was newly married, wanted to have kids, wanted to have babies. And remember, everybody, everyone in the system right away, get 17 ready. Everyone said, hey, don't worry. What are you worried about? There's no problem. There's not going to be any issues down there. This is what they were telling you. Is there a relationship between the vaccines and menstrual cycles? We've definitely talked about this. Oh, we sure have, you guys. And this is really spreading like wildfire on social media with zero scientific or medical basis for this. Remember, in medicine, every time we talk about a study, a finding, what is the first thing we say? Big difference between association and causation. So, yes, women can get the vaccine and then experience changes in their menstrual cycle. That does not mean that one causes the other. And in fact, if you look at the biology of how these vaccines work, there is zero hormonal interaction. Headline, women's periods may be late after coronavirus vaccination, the study suggests. That's from today. An analysis of thousands of records offers support for anecdotal reports of erratic cycles after the shot. This is not me doing an I told you so thing this time. This is me genuinely feeling bad. How many young ladies out there right now want to have kids, went through with it, got pressured, maybe you, maybe you felt forced, maybe you felt shamed into it ran out there and did what the powers that be told you to do, and now you're sitting there wondering, is everything okay down there? How many fellas out there, for the same reason, they were pushed and coerced and should do this and should do that and protect grandma, be a good patriot, be a good citizen. I know you remember all that crap they were feeding everybody. How many out there went out and did it? went out and did everything they were told by the people they should be able to trust. CDC directors, FDA, people you should be able to trust went out there and told you, go get it done. And now how many dudes out there right now, every time they get a little pain in their chest, go, "Uh oh, am I dying? Is everything okay? I'm telling you something right now. It's not enough to let this go. There has to be a reckoning for pushing this garbage on a society. Otherwise, these people will do something like this again and again and again without even a, without even a slight moment of hesitation. Without even a moment of hesitation, they will do this again. All right. Dumbest way you have hurt yourself. 877-377-4373. I have some Ted Cruz audio next and... Man, looking bad at the universities. We'll get back to that, but first. Have you switched to Pure Talk yet? Have you switched to Pure Talk yet? You know your mobile money, your cell phone money. Every single month, I know you have an automatic payment. I do too. Everyone does. It goes to somebody every single month. Who's it go to? Who does it go to? Are you sending your money to people who despise you and your values? You know the CEO of Pure Talk is a Vietnam veteran. You know when you call Pure Talk, you get a hold of someone in America and you get to talk to an American who speaks perfect English? Yes, they believe in this country. Oh, did I mention the average family saves over $800 a year? From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. It's cake. You don't even have to switch phones. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this Ted Cruz audio here in a minute. I'm gonna play actually some Bill Maurer. Bill Maurer, of all people, seems to be waking up. But first, we have to get to some of these. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Dumbest ways you've hurt yourself. Don and Bama, go. Hey Jesse, I'm sure you can attest to this. Being a fisherman, I was fishing the Dolphin Island Rodeo. This past summer, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. had a big speckled trout under the lights. I had a nine-hook Rapala floating minnow. Uh, threw it out the first time. She blew up on it. Didn't hook her. Uh, wound it back in. Cast it again. Got the daggum uh, lure hung on the boat dock. <laughs> Me thinking, uh, this is it. I'm not going to catch her. I'm done. So I'm going to pull myself in, me and my, my boat together with braided line and uh, try to unhook my $20 lure that I did not want to lose, my favorite lure. But anyway, so I'm pulling myself in, winding up, you know how Braid does, and that daggum thing come off the dock, <clears throat> come back. I didn't have a shirt on. It caught me in my right bicep, hit me in my chest. I got six of the nine hooks. One on the right side of my shoulder, uh, four in the chest, and I literally had to take a pair of dykes and cut that tail off that lure just so I could drive my boat oh. <laughs> to the boat dock, uh, which is nobody around. And uh, needless to say, I didn't feel real good the rest of that weekend fishing that rodeo. Mm. By the way, it's the Dolphin Island Rodeo, Dolphin Island, Alabama, L.A., Lower Alabama. Y'all need to come check it out. I might just have to do that, Don. Feel good, feel better, my man. Oh, that's brutal. I, would, I hooked my dad in the neck once. We were living. Oh, we were we were living in uh, Ohio, and we got a fishing trip up on Lake Erie. It's one of those ones where that they they give it like they just give out a bunch of them to people. It's one of those auction type things. This is a long way of saying there were a lot of us on a boat that was not very big on Lake Erie, and it was totally unsafe. Yeah, in case you're wondering, yeah, I do a lot of unsafe stuff on boats, and I'm a kid, and it's and you're so crowded in on the side of the boat out there trying to catch fish. There's nowhere to cast. There's nowhere to cast the fishing pole except for straight over your head. You can't go to the right or left because there were people doing the same thing. My old man was on the other side of the boat right behind me, and I reach up. I was trying to be so careful, and I reach back, and all of a sudden everyone goes, no, 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 and I stopped. You know, I just froze, and I turn around right in the side of his neck, fishing hook in there. You know, surprisingly, he didn't murder me. And he wasn't even that mad. He just kind of stood there while they went over and had to clip it off and took it out. But that had to hurt, man. Fishing hooks. I've stuck my fingers with them so many times. Oh, gosh. Paul in Wisconsin, go. Yeah, when I was 11 years old, I broke my leg riding in a dryer at a laundromat. A, a, a dryer? Yep. Could you explain exactly what how that works, Paul? Well, you climb in there, you get yourself braced up, you get your buddy to really put your dime in, you get your buddy to push the button down and kind of get it rocking. Once it gets going, you kind of get spinning around, you can shut the door. Well, I'm in there, well, it's not real balanced, kind of bouncing around. I lost my grip, started tumbling around in the dryer, leg ended up pushing the door open, got stuck in the door as I'm going up and around. Yeah, I broke it bad. Oh. I ended up being an inch and a half too short, so I had to go and have it shortened when I stopped growing. Oh. 
still feel it. Oh, dude. I'll tell you, that's a story, though. Uh, I would not recommend it, by the way. I would not recommend hopping in a dryer at all, but that's still a sweet story. <laughs> all right, Chris, before I forget, Ted Cruz from today. Look, we have to we have to acknowledge something here. And I'm going to get to more of these calls, don't worry. But we do have to acknowledge something here. The FBI has consistently done some really eyebrow-raising things that make the FBI look like they're the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. January 6th, we've been constantly told it's an insurrection, it's a coup, it's the end of the world. Ray Epps is on video. I believe it's already on the Jesse Kelly Show Twitter page. Oh, Chris says it is. It's already on Jesse Kelly Show on Twitter and Instagram. Ray Epps, supposedly a member of the Oath Keepers, he's on video several times the night before and the day of. We got to go into the Capitol. Let's go into the Capitol. Hasn't been charged with a thing. People are wondering, who are the guys with the earpieces? People are wondering why Black Lives Matter Antifa guys were wearing MAGA gear and getting arrested. People have every right to wonder about these things because right now, this looks like an FBI op to make the right look bad so they can justify going after them as terrorists. That's what this looks like. And good for Ted Cruz for saying this today. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential FBI informants agents commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, on the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered, and there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals is Mr. Epps identifying, offering cash rewards leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted, and then, sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Not to my knowledge? I can't answer that? These sound like the answers of a very guilty party. I've heard of this guy? Oh, sell that somewhere else, sister. If we have an FBI that has become as rotted and corrupt as it looks, I've got news for you. That probably can't be reformed. The FBI might just need to be disbanded. 
All right. Joaquin Felix from Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. What's the dumbest way you hurt yourself, my yes. man? Yes, yes. And tell me first, I got to give credit to Ted Cruz. He deserves it, you know? Yes, sir. But anyway, uh, I don't know if you remember, they had these rockets that you pump them up with water and they go shooting in the air. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't have, we didn't have one of those. So me and my brother, now my brother's actually a genius. One of us got the bright idea of cutting the end off a garden hose and taking beer bottles and sticking them on and turning the water on. <laughs> And they go flying in the air, right? Mm-hmm. So I jammed that hose in there really good. Had my brother turn the water on, and the bottle exploded in my hand. And glass. <sighs> I got, Jesse, I got so lucky. The only injury I had, a piece of glass went whizzing across my forearm and left some two pretty nice gouges there. And I was bleeding profusely, but, you know, I hate to accept being injured, so I wrapped myself with a rag and started walking up and down the street. I didn't want to tell my mother. <laughs> and finally, the rag was so soaked with blood, <laughs> I had no choice. Now, that same brother, he went deer hunting once, and also prayers for him because he's got the big C, and uh, the prognosis is not good. But anyway, he told me one time he went deer hunting, he was going to get a deer. Knife got stuck, a little voice inside his head told him, don't pull on it, which he did. And he stabbed himself in the stomach. Well, hey, look, prayers for your brother, my man. Everyone bow bow your head. Say a prayer for Joaquin Felix's brother fighting the Rona. Prayers for you, my man. Best to you. Best to you. Best to him. Obviously, we don't want, we don't need anybody dying on us, huh? Dan in Washington, go. Oh, so about 20 years ago, I was building my first elevator. Uh, so I was kind of making it up as I went. And I had this brilliant idea on how I was going to set the lid in place. Now it's about a four-foot by six-foot piece of heavy-gauge sheet metal, strong enough for you to stand on. Had the light fixtures in it, the drop ceiling, the uh, cab fan, everything. It was a complete unit. So I didn't want to break it. So I'm sliding it up into place, and uh, I had one little flaw in my plan, and that flaw made it fall down. And as a kid, I wore glasses, so I learned how to catch things I didn't want to break with my toes. Oh. So I stuck my foot out there and caught that whole thing square edge on oh. on my toes, shattered the uh, the big toe and then just destroyed the little toes. And uh, I had it in my hands as it hit and to this day I can remember how that felt the, the solid thud in my hands knowing my toes were underneath there. Oh, that's a gruesome one and a great one, Dan. Oh, we're going to get back to more of these. 877-377-4373. And I have some Bill Maurer audio because someone wants to know, hey, if you're trying to convince a normal Democrat that they're voting in the wrong party, how do you go about this? I think we can unpack this and we'll get back to more of these calls here in just a minute. But hey, I take two things every single day. I don't take medication. You know, I don't like allergy medication. I just don't like medication, period. But I take two things every day, and they're natural herbal supplements, so I don't take medicine. Chalk.com has created Chalk Daily and their Tongcat 100. Now, Chalk is spelled C-H-O-Q. These two things are good for you, fellas. Testosterone levels are dropping at a time we cannot afford the country full of low-testosterone men. Go to Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the code JESSE because they have a deal. 50% off. 5-0. Not 15. 5-0. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE. Get yourself Chalk Daily. Get yourself Chalk's Tongcat 100. 
Get those testosterone levels up because right now, in this future, we need you, fellas. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, it has been such a fun night tonight. Didn't I tell you it was going to be a fun night? I'm going to get back to your phone calls. What's the dumbest way you've hurt yourself in a minute? I got to get this to me, though. So remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Hey, Burger Beast, if you're trying to convince a Democrat that they're in the wrong party, how would you do so? Do you think you'd be able to get through by talking about abortion? Hell no, that's so 1970s. What you do is go ask any Democrat, do you support men beating up women for sport? Do you support transsexual, bisexual, homosexual education for elementary and middle school kids? If anyone answers yes to those questions, politely tell them to seek psychiatric help and never speak to them again. (laughs) I freaking love your show and glad they found you. He said I can say his name. His name is Rob. Rob actually brings up an interesting point. There are a lot of people out there who are ripe to come on over to our side, and they're mainly the older Democrats. Yeah, some young communist is gone. Forget about him. But the older Democrats who, you know, voted for, you know, they voted for Kennedy, voted for Clinton, voted for that person probably doesn't follow politics the way you follow politics. And that person has no idea of the insanity his party has embraced. And the scary thing is that person probably has no idea how misinformed they are about things. Bill Maurer, to his credit, he went off on this on his show. It's about a minute, minute and a half long. And it is it is startling when you sit and just digest this. Think about how uninformed, misinformed, I don't know what word you want to use, the average Democrat is in this country because of the news they consume. But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between 1 and 5%. 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70% of Democrats are wildly off and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? Think about that. I mean, beyond COVID, beyond COVID, think what the average person who doesn't consume, you know, they're not listening to my show. They're not watching the news places you watch. My show's my TV show on the first. My TV show's on every night, 9 o'clock Eastern. They're not watching me or anyone else on the first. They're not listening to me now. Not listening to Clay and Buck. They're not, they don't have any idea about the truth because you have to go out and actively seek it. So the average normal Democrat, shoot the normal person who sits down at night and turns on uh, ABC News. 
that person thinks they're getting some kind of news, even if they kind of question it, they think they're getting something, they're not getting anything, nothing at all. Phil in Colorado, dumbest way you hurt yourself. All right, Jesse. So I'm having a, let's say a couple beers. <laughs> I need yes, another beer. And I've misplaced my bottle opener. I'm uh-huh. drinking out of glass. I need a bottle opener. Can't find one. So I had seen my buddy open a beer on the counter. I said, I can do this. Go over to the counter. Oh. Put my beer on it. Smack it down. I forgot you're not supposed to look at the bottle cap while you're opening it. It comes up, shoots, hits me in the eye, totally clobbers me. This thing hits me so hard, my end, my eye ends up swelling up. Oh. Can't even see. Next day, I got to go to the doctor, and I'm, I'm like 19 at the time, so I got to tell my parents how this happened. Oh. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, ended up, uh, apparently I gave myself a cataract opening a beer. Oh, and, no. uh, you know, mostly. <laughs> that sucks. I'll tell you what, Phil, you can stay on for just a second. I have a similar one. It did not hit myself in the eye, but I was doing the exact same thing for the exact same reason. There may have even been a bottle opener, but I like to be tough guy. Oh, I used a counter. Look how cool I look. I popped it down. I smashed it down. The, I didn't get hit in the eye with the cap, but unbeknownst to me, it was more than just the cap that came off. Actually, a little bit of the top broke off of the glass bottle. I ended up slicing open my top lip, trying to be big tough guy, opening up a beer on the counter, doing the exact same thing. It's dangerous out there, kids. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's why you stick to soda and you stick to water, Chris. What? Don't roll your eyes, Chris. Oh, did you see what you people did? That reminds me. I forgot to mention this. Where is this story about what? You- oh, yeah. So Kassam Soleimani has a big statue put up. He's that terrorist scumbag from Iran. They put up some big wooden statue of him over there. Within hours, it was on fire. Oh, we all know what happened, Chris. Don't raise your hands. Everyone knows who's responsible. (laughs) I love that kind of spite. That's just glorious spite right there. Gosh, that's good. But look. I still have to get to these Chinese guys who are prominent board members, and you're not going to believe where they're prominent board members, Chinese Communist Party members. And we're going to get back to your phone calls because these are fantastic. Dumbest ways you've hurt yourself. 877-377-4373. I'm going to play the Pfizer CEO again. We're going to talk about the Chinese communists, and we're going to hear about dumb things you have done in the past because it makes me feel better about myself. (laughs) Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll get back to your calls in just a second. But I, I woke up this morning, was messing around the house, getting the boys some breakfast, getting ready to take the boys to school. And Tucker uh, Tucker calls and texts me. And he texts me this video. And I immediately sent it to Michael uh, so we can make sure we play it on the show. This is the CEO of Pfizer. This is the CEO of Pfizer. And he's got this weird Bond movie villain accent. So it's, it can be a little bit difficult to hear. But I want you to pay attention as best you can. Listen to this guy. No, this is not the the other Pfizer CEO audio I've been playing you. This is something different. Listen to what this guy is talking about and tell me you're not at least a little bit creeped out. In in another area that we announced today, uh, um, 
a partnership with BIM are the rare diseases. These are diseases mainly that um, uh, uh, they have as a cause a mistake in your DNA. It's a genetic mistake. Something is wrong with your DNA, and as a result, you have a disease. Uh, what we try to do with uh, the base... Pause it real quick, pause it real quick. I want to make sure you heard what he said so far. You get diseases because there's a mistake in your DNA? Okay. If you're not creeped out yet, keep listening. You will be. Hello, James. Welcome. Do you like the island? Not that guy, Chris. Keep playing the Pfizer guy. The Pfizer guy, please. Genetic mistake. Something is wrong with your DNA, and as a result, you have a disease. Uh, what we try to do with uh, the base gene uh, editing technology, which uh, been, uh, yeah. it is to targets that will be delivered through mRNA that will be able to correct this mistake. There are several gene editing technologies. We did a lot of due diligence, and we thought that the base is the best. The best one was BIM, and this is why we we did this partnership. We are having some other deals that we announced today that will help us to improve even further. Uh, the Acuitas, which has given us a license for 10 different targets in uh, the LNP uh, target. LNP, it is the lipid nanoparticles that are used to transfer. Yeah, 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 I'm bored. I'm bored. We don't understand what these words mean. Editing my DNA? You have mistakes in your DNA? Just, Just allow us to inject you with something that edits your DNA, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that. I don't know about you. That's going to be a hard no for me. All right. Dumbest ways you hurt yourself. Brandon in Sugarland. Go, boss. How's it going, man? Hey. All right. This is what happened. I got a couple of them. They'll be real quick. We were doing a uh, science project back, I want to say, sixth or seventh grade, about the time you started noticing girls. Hmm. And a girl hands me a stapler and says, hey, this is jammed. It's like, oh, man, I can figure this out. So I open up the bottom of the stapler like anyone would do. But I proceeded to put my both my thumbs to try and press the staple, oh. the, the actual area where the staple comes out, to try and force it <laughs> to make it work. Because oh. I thought there were because I thought there were bent staplers in there, bent staples inside there. No. I had two staples. I stapled my thumbs together. Oh, gosh, that's brutal. Oh, that's brutal. Steve in Washington, go. Hey, Jesse. Uh, about 1988, stationed in Panama. Of course, like every other story on here, most of them, we were drinking, <laughs> and we decided to have what's called a buffer rodeo. Okay. Pause. Explain uh, that first. Uh, well, I'm sure you're very aware. I am. I'm allowing you to explain it. Uh-huh. Very uh, good size, industrial size buffers. They're very powerful and not something you buy at Walmart. Mm-hmm. You use those to strip, maintain, and polish your floors mm-hmm. every day. Well, we had been drinking. Not a whole bunch to do. So a buffer rodeo is where you sit on the top of the buffer. You take a piece of 550 cord, you tie it to the bottom, you put a loop around the handle, and when you want it to take off, you yank on it, and you ride it as long as you can. I ended up slamming into a door frame, split my eye open, and ended up with a 
at first formation. <laughs> There's no fun that comes with first formation. Just to explain it, in case you haven't been in, lots of times, unless you're out in the field or at war or something like that, when you're in, you get weekends off or a day. Sometimes you get like a, a three days off or something like that. That's pretty rare, but you get a weekend off. But you are, as soon as they turn you loose, you are given a very specific time. You need to be standing in formation, basically ready for work again on Monday morning. It's not uncommon to show up with injuries. I remember that time I got in a big bar fight in Palm Springs, and the right side of my face was so swollen, and my right eye was completely closed. And the first thing I thought that night when we were all patching ourselves back together and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm thinking, not about the pain, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get murdered when I go stand in formation. Because if you show up injured, your uh, your bosses, your commanders, they're going to demand an explanation of some kind. They're gonna do- So, of course, we had to spend the next 24 hours coming up with a lie while we all had busted knuckles and faces and everything else. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Gosh, guys, are so dumb. We're the best. Darren in Arkansas, go. Uh, actually, it's in Alaska. So there's this little uh, there's this little uh, marathon that I was training for. It's a mountain marathon, and so I was training off uh, off trail in uh, the mountains in Denali Park, and I was wearing nothing but bug spray and a pair of shorts and my shoes, and I was feeling all studly. I just mm. made the crest, and I passed these attractive women mm-hmm. who uh, were wearing all kinds of stuff. So like, I kind of puffed my chest out and mm-hmm. everything and promptly caught myself on a rock, face planted on the screen, blood everywhere. So I go home to my wife and I'm trying to think of any excuse. And she goes, you were showing off for somebody, weren't you? <laughs> busted. Absolutely busted. Yes, you were. <laughs> all right. Prominent Chinese Communist Party members serve on the board of Yale, Beijing Center. People have asked me a hundred times, you've heard me say this on the show, what's something practical I would do if I was made ruler of this country? What's the first practical thing I would do? And people, they think I'm being over the top. I'm not being over the top when I say I would take the top 50 American universities, top 50, not bottom 50, top 50, Harvard, Yale, all of them. And I would fire every single person, empty the buildings, and I would demo the buildings to the ground. I would. It is not a small thing that our elite universities are a disaster. That they're putting out communists into our society. We have communists in these universities training Americans to be communists. And the reason they're such a big deal is... That's who ends up leading society. The CEOs, they all come from Harvard and Yale and Stanford. They all do. The senators, go look where your United States senators went to school. Every one of them. Ah, Georgetown Law. Every single one of them. Use a bunch of big words I don't understand. Your presidents, look where they come from. Your gigantic media executives, look where they come from. These universities, frankly, are more important than other parts of society. They're more damaging to this country. This comes out, this is not just a one-off, remember. How many stories have you heard me read on the air about this? How many stories? 
How many stories have you heard me read? Oh, Harvard science teacher, Harvard this, Harvard professor, Stanford this. How many times? How many times? A lot. A lot. It happens a lot. That's because they're everywhere right now in this country. We have allowed these communist Chinese to come into this country and buy up land and educate our kids and edit our movies. They're gigantic donors to our politicians. Remember, Eric Swalwell's on the House Intelligence Committee. He just got caught a little while ago, busted with a Chinese honeypot who then escaped the country before we could put handcuffs on her. Well, I mean, he might have. You know what I'm talking about. All right, we'll get to a few more of your dumbest ways you hurt yourself, phone calls, and then it is time for phone call or for phone calls, for headlines I didn't get to. But first, have you got gold yet? Have you called Oxford Gold yet? I, I need to clarify something. When I tell you to call Oxford Gold Group and have gold delivered to your front door, I need to clarify how easy they make it because there can be – when you think about calling a company, maybe you've never called and talked to a gold company before. You're picturing some brutal sales pitch online, buy today or everyone will die. You know, the, the used car salesman thing. Oxford Gold Group couldn't be less like that. They're just a group of patriots. They have a great business model and they're sending gold to people's front door. Inflation is bad. You already know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know, it's going to get worse. That's not exactly news either. Call 833-995-GOLD. Let them send you some gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They'll take good care of you, I promise. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we'll be back for more fun tomorrow. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All of those are welcome. Remember, your name is always anonymous here, even on the death threats. Unless you tell me to read your name, I don't read your name. I'm the last private person in America. Private is private. We'll get to a couple more of these dumbest way you hurt yourself calls. And then we got to get to the headlines I didn't get to. But first, Tina in Mississippi, please tell me she has an accent. Hey, I do. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Oh, don't you do. Oh. Uh, I hurt myself sleeping. I um, <laughs> was mad at my husband, slept on the couch a few nights, woke up the fourth morning, uh, couldn't feel my left arm. <laughs> uh, went to the doctor. They sent me to the neurologist, and then I had to have an emergency surgery on the uh, um, the disc in my neck. The kind of they go through your neck to the other side of, of your spine. Wait, what? You had to have surgery from sleeping on the couch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tina. Hopefully, you heal up. I'm sorry, Mark in Houston. Go, Jesse. Okay, this com- this this story involves compressed air and metal, mm. otherwise known as the eight penny nail. Mm. What I was doing is I was working outside and I was doing some exterior siding, doing some prep work on on the building, and my nail my nail my uh, Ryobi nailer 
eight, it's a framing nailer, and the nail, the nail jammed in there. Well, I, I did not use wisdom and 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 unattach the hose, so I reached under, I pulled back the the actuator, I pulled the trigger, the nail came out, and nailed my my first index finger on my left hand, went into my hand, it went into my finger completely. And I had to take a pair of pliers and pull it out. Oh, gosh, that's so brutal, Mark. Oh, gosh. All right. Bill in California, one more. Go ahead. Okay, I'm on a demolition crew. I'm busting out a stucco wall with a sledgehammer. I'm breathing hard, okay? Okay. A fly the size of a bird goes halfway down my throat, and it's stuck in there, and it's buzzing. And I'm this is not good. I walk right into the kitchen, ladies washing dishes. It's 8 in the morning. I got long hair, no shirt. And I go, do you have any tequila? No explanation. I don't have time for that. <laughs> get rid of this. She goes, her eyebrows go up. And goes, Would you like some tequila? I go, yeah. She reaches for a shot glass. I go, no, no, no. I point to the milk glasses. She starts pouring it, and I'm going, I'm waving her on, you know. Go to the top. Go to the top. Hold she on, hold on, hold on. Pause real quick, Bill. Pause. Hold on, pause. I just, would you walk me through the thought process? What are you, what are you doing with the tequila? I, a fly went I, No, down I know about the fly, Bill. How does that translate to tequila? I'm thinking I got to kill this fly with something. Every <laughs> second counts with it, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. <laughs> And I don't have time to go, good morning, how are you? I'm the carpenter from this knocking out your wall. I just go, do you have a tequila? And she's, yeah, well, yeah. So she starts to pour me a little, and I point at the milk glass, and I go, this is what I want. And I'm not talking, because I got this. He's in there going, halfway down my neck. <laughs> and so, so she poured me like four or five inches of tequila oh. in the milk glass, hands it to me. I go put it down, I'm thinking, that worked. I think I killed the fly. And for some reason, Jesse, I don't know why, I said thank you and turned around and went back out to work without explaining anything. And sure enough, my boss had me on a different house the next day. Uh, oh, no. It, it did work, though, Bill? I just want to clarify. It did work? <laughs> it worked great. I couldn't wait for the next fly to go down my <laughs> That was one heck of a finale. <laughs> All right, that's enough. And now... Here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Hamas alleges that Israel's Mossad is using killer dolphins. Chris? All right. Look, I didn't even think you people could... Could you mess with dolphins or you can't eat dolphins? Oh, you can probably eat dolphins, right? They're not a shellfish. Never mind, Chris. Never mind. No scales. Oh, you can't have anything with scales. Oh, okay. No, I don't think they have scales, Chris. Whatever. We can't unpack it right now. Firing upheld for LAPD officers playing Pokemon instead of responding to a robbery. Hey, man, when you're into it, you're into it. Athletes who had COVID will be considered fully vaccinated, NCAA says, in new guidelines. Wow. No way. That's, that's, gosh, there's a word for it. What starts with an N. Gosh. Natural immunity. That's right. I remember that word used to exist before coronavirus got here. It was wild. 
Rachel Maddow's show is worried that Madison Cawthorn might ask to come on the show or might ask to come on the show if they asked him for comments. I'm sorry, what? That, that they're worried they're worried that he might actually come on and explain himself? Why is the communist always so concerned about information? Have you ever wondered that? Project Veritas releases military documents that contradict Fauci's sworn testimony on gain-of-function research. Just a heads up, there's still a ton of evidence out there that your taxpayer money and my taxpayer money actually was used to create coronavirus in a lab in Wuhan. We don't know that because everyone's so secretive about about every single thing. But the secretive nature of everything kind of leads us to believe, uh, is there something here? There sure seems like something here. The conspiracy theorists nut jobs have had a heck of a time for the last two years being right about everything else. <laughs> All right. We're going to have another great show tomorrow. Why? Because I'm going to be here. That's why, Chris. Don't roll your eyes. All right. That's all. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the foundation's homeless veteran program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Jesse. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time
Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. 